Hello, how you doing? This is Richard Barnes. This interview was recorded at the Martial Arts Exhibition in Coventry, October 2013, and was part of the Martial Mind Zone. It was an opportunity for me to find out a little bit more about the guests, what got them into martial arts, and what they had learned on their journey. This interview is subject to copyright. For more information, visit richardbarnes.com. Okay, so without further ado, it's time to chat. Hello, this is Richard Barnes at the TMAX conference. Um, it's Sunday and I'm sitting with Phil Norman, which is good to have you with us. Yeah. Um, one of the things um, that really inspires me about your story... Uh-huh. Okay, you're looking, <laughs> yeah, you're looking nervous at me, I'm now. Well, I'm waiting for the word gladiators to come. No, no, oh, okay. I mean, well, yeah, we'll that, that's, that. you know, okay, okay. that's, you know, we'll and the gladiators is, is part of, kind of, yeah. uh, as a result of what you've done. But one of the things that inspires me uh, about your personal story uh-huh. and your journey is your comeback from being written off. You had a serious injury. You had a... Pro- oh, right, yeah. You, know, you talked about your, your discs. Yeah, I mean, the disco. You did not only a disc out, but you were written off by yeah. the doctor saying you couldn't do what you True. could do. So let's talk about that. what went... No, let's talk about what went on up until that point. Yeah, because okay. you, you had um, a, a, a martial arts background. Yeah. Um, you've had a very, very athletic background you've studied with some great people as well so let's talk about that to that sure. point because you know from an early age you've been looking at that you've been doing martial arts yeah. yeah so i did i kind of did the you know the local kung fu club you know when i was old enough to be able to pay for it like 14 15 that kind of thing why why did why did you start uh, training okay so uh, why would i why would i get it was kind of a confidence like for me personally, it was a confidence thing. Uh, Mum was a teacher at the same school I was at, so I used to get a lot of crap off of people. Really? Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. And, and so I was like, so it was a constant kind of bullying thing where you're kind of running home, you're even running or kicking your way home, do you know what I mean? It's that kind of thing. Yeah. Because so, your parents were a teacher at the well, same time. My mother was a teacher, yeah. So that, one is because we moved, I moved to like three different schools, and one of the schools was like, yeah, she was a teacher. And I remember like I got chased with like, with like a rounders bat and stuff like that. Really? Four, five, yeah, I was like, I mean, it just got to a point where I was like, okay, you know, um, had enough of this kind of thing. And I was really good at running though, by the way. And I used to run in boots. So, and this was when I was a kid, like, I was a little at school. So they would always look at me like, why, is he, why are you wearing boots to school? Because I'd be like in school uniform with boots. And the reason was I could run in boots, but I could also kick people. Yeah. Which, again, it's not like, not with any particular like type of good kicking. It's just the fact that I'll just add long legs and I'll just kick anything that would come at me once they tried yeah. to grab me. And so like people would be waiting on the way home for me. And I'd be like, it's, it was like kind of a gauntlet thing where you're running home and, you know, when someone jumps out, you just go and give them a boot and then run yeah. You know, <laughs> so that, Carry so on. that was my childhood, yeah, that was, that was that kind of thing. And then, so. Unhappy then? It was okay, you know, it was, it was just how it was. It was I lived in Essex and it was just, you know, it was, it was all right. It was, it was, and yeah, I had good friends with me, but I, but, you know, I had to live where I lived. I had to live, you know, uh, where my, I'd say goodbye to my friends and then I'd start running because it would be like, okay, I'd run. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was that. And so then, then you got into the Kung Fu, bit. Yeah, yeah, Kung Fu for a, for a little bit. Um, for the confidence to the ability uh, yeah, to fight to, properly uh, yeah, to, be to be able, able to, to kick properly with them boots to kick properly in scrap yeah basically to be honest so I kind of did that um, and that was that was a really good experience for me because it really helped me with my like flexibility and my kicking in particular because it was you know I kind of had a kind of affinity for kicking yeah. at that time um, and then um, a, a good friend of mine who was uh, became a training partner um, at that time was 
saying, oh, he's just come back from America, and he, he went to this place where he met a guy called Dan Nacento. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, right. And, and then he was telling me all about this, and he kind of got all excited about it. Did that mean anything to you at that time? No, until he said the word, oh, he's Bruce Lee's training partner. You know, yeah. That, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, okay, that'd be good. And, and then he was doing a, then, then Guru Dan did a, was doing a seminar in London at Nino Bernardo's place. And, oh, I think that must be like 87 now, something yeah. like that, 1987. Something like that, and it was like four evenings. Cast Magnum was his part, and then, and even then, there was old school people. So it was a really tiny air room. It was like Nina Bernardo's uh, basement. It was literally, literally was, and it was about maybe like could be more than fifteen foot square. It was really mm. kind of a small area. And in that, in that, when I first started, and I'm, I'm like like a you know seventeen year old. 16 year old kid and there's uh, uh, Bob Breen was there Terry Bryan and these were these you know but back then you know back back then you know uh, uh, Ralph Jones was there and and there was a very small group which turned out to be you know the you know the the people that came out to be the top JKD guys later on um, and so, yeah, me and Colin, uh, who was my, my training partner, and so I had four nights there, and it was completely, you know, it's one of those, you know, you have that time when it's like, bam, you know, yeah. it's like, all right, this, you know, this person's had such an impact on my life, more than my own parents, in so much as, like, the, from then onwards, it's like, right, we're going to America, we're following around Europe in seminars. Okay, you, 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 so you go to America to, to study, I mean, yeah, yeah. the draw was that? Oh, I mean, it was just... It was just because there's loads of people out there that you know that will do martial arts or, or anything else sure. in their life, but they'll say localized with it. I mean, what, why, why did you go international? You got to remember back then. I mean, because I'm not talking like that now. We have like exposure with the internet, YouTube. You know, we've got magazine stuff where it's where there's so much exposure. You can find this kind of thing on every street now. Like you've got you've got such a wide variety of martial arts now. You know, in the UK, but back then. It wasn't. I was doing horse dance for like an hour, and you know, Ouch. And, you know, yeah, no, it was that kind of thing. It was that kind of yeah. that that mindset that we were doing that, and then all of a sudden, like gurus, you know, I'm learning how to do like you know, like double-edged spear for whenever I'm going to need that on the street. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then gurus, it's, it's terrible in Sainsbury's when that happens, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, the double-edged that. spear comes out. Somebody in the meat locker yeah, out, charging out at you. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, the free sexual staff comes out. Yeah, and so and so for me, all of a sudden, it was like a realization of like, well, he's teaching me like stick and blade, and that's probably more than likely something along those lines is, is going to be you know the thing that would affect I would have to come up against in the street. So it was like, well, it seems a much more practical approach. He was he's hitting us, and back then he's. He's, he's, he's slowed up with the way he teaches now, but it was a variation a minute, you know. And, 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 and for me, that didn't even know the right way of a stick, you know, which end it was to have like him coming at me with with every variation, at, you know, a minute. Right, there's another variation, and now you can do it this way. And now if he does, now it's this way and this way and this way and this way. And it was just so mind blowing. Like I, I, I could have walked away with absolutely nothing if it wasn't for like the fact that Nino Bernardo then let us come in during the day because it was an evening thing and practice with him during the day to sort of like what we was done last night I mean he, he was he was kind of uh, it was interesting because he was really helpful if it wasn't for that I would have got blown away and just completely confused and gone oh I just couldn't but what, again that. you know what was it in you that took you over to you know, America and around Europe to do these seminars why what was the the, 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 the thing on the hook that, that dragged yeah, you out no, there. I just loved it I mean it, it was it was a uh, for me, it was like oh, I found something that I really want to follow and get into. It was, it was, it was that. What did you want out of it? Did you want to be able to teach, or was it just? I just wanted to get good, to be honest. And and, and it looked like an impossible journey. Cause when I saw like Guru do his stuff, I was like, 
oh, I'd just like to do a bit of that. I'd just like to be like 10% that good. You know, I just, you know, it doesn't, I, I can see where it is and I just want to get a little bit good like that. You know, that would be amazing to have that, to, to, to see that kind of thing, the way he's doing it. So for me, that's that's what that was at that age. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm like, you know, I didn't, been on a plane before so then I'm on a plane you know on my own or with my or my buddy coming down we literally you know we, they were so good to us when we went over there so I was like 17 years old and we'd stay for three months because the visa thing we yeah because we were young we didn't want to we weren't going to work illegally because we didn't want to get kicked out because yeah. it's like no if I get kicked out I'll never be able to come here again so it's like we literally lived on like uh, I think we budgeted something like five dollars a day each for that really? time. yeah yeah I mean so you say you saved up to go yeah 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 so that's and then you give yourself then, five dollars so a day the first, first month it wasn't too bad you, well, know, that doesn't even, you don't even get beer for that. But, but we're in youth hostels, so we're in yeah. youth hostels, and then and then in the last like four or five weeks of, of trying to last out there, you know that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, uh, Sumi Paul, um, Guru's um, wife at the time, uh, she she allowed us to stay in the gym, so we'd sleep on the gym floor on the mats and stuff like that. So we literally we we take a class. Uh, we'd take the morning classes then we'd go uh, out and then we'd go there was a, a gym that was that uh, we paid our membership for the gym which was it was the Marino Athletic Club I remember so whilst we were there once we paid that at the beginning we could just carry on we just would go there in the afternoon and go work out and then we'd catch the classes from 4 and it'd go to about 10 in the evening for the classes and we just yeah we just did everything because it was like an umbrella of like Thai boxing and Savat and there was Silat and JKD and Carly and you know so many different variations of classes and we just did everything because it's like that's why we're here so we're kind of doing that and then what would happen was, oh, after that so the if you had like the Dog Brothers so Mark Denny and Eric Knauss so Mark the Dog Brothers was just kind of like an idea or something that was forming then and we couldn't go to sleep until they left and so all the classes were finished and, and Guru let them uh, Eric and Mark spar and stuff and they'd have a few people come in and, uh, and what have you at that time so it's like 10 o'clock and this was always on a Tuesday and a Thursday you know they would they would kick around and we'd be like kick around there and, and, and Mark would go hey you guys maybe you guys should come and you know you want to have a little go this would be fun you should have a go at this and the first year they put these great big cage helmets on us you know they would great big cage helmets so and I used to kick as well right so it's like no worries boom 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 and everyone would catch me in the head of a stick and I'd put a big boot into their shin and their, their, their thigh and stuff and hit them with sticks and, and we, we used to just kind of like scrap and it was good fun but it was quite an experience because it was just you know, the first the first time I did it, I remember I got these three great burn marks right across my Ouch. my body where I'd, I caught three sticks from Eric. Really, like bang, 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 it was like really yeah. quick, and it was a shock of oh my god. And then it was like oh, I'm still standing. It's okay. Let's carry on. Yeah. You know, and so, but the thing with that is the reason we kind of did that more is we couldn't actually go to bed until they gone. So we kind of again just carried on training. Yeah. So we we used to train with them as well. And then the following year, it was the they stopped the cage and they went to so, okay, so you did three months came back yeah I'd come back and I'd work the door so I'd work nightclubs because it was easy job to pick up and, and uh, it was cash in hand and, you know all that kind of stuff like you talked about earlier about the days when you were doing DJ yeah. the same kind of thing you know I'd just come back and I could pick up a job on the door um, no problem so we did that saved up and then we'd carry on or go back out there again did you find what you'd learnt in the martial arts put you in good stead for working on the door yeah, or did you way have to ahead of our time it was just strip yeah. out did you have to strip no. out you know erroneous techniques and whatever no 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 it was just it was so ahead we were so ahead of our time and you got to remember it wasn't the time when it wasn't a CCTV camera around <laughs> no but it was a different you know what I mean I oh, know yeah, it was yeah. a different day back then right so yeah. so if people 
wanted to scrap is they scrapped the dormant back then it wasn't like oh there's a camera on us yeah you know oh the, you know and health and safety yeah, dictates yeah. who we deal with let, people let the dormant knees up yeah. on me and all that kind of stuff and you know the police will you know the dormant will think he's going to get locked up no it's different if you picked a fight with the dormant back then it was it was proper like they were, they proper wanted it and and so and also you have to remember back then I was kind of almost the same shape as I am now so I was the smallest guy on the door as well because I was you know back then I was there was just these big monsters that used to yeah. I used to work with so so yeah we would we would go back and then yeah stop hits worked so good for me back then in so much as that it was it, it was a case of just I'd come back and practice stop hits on people you know things like that mm. and uh, and then as cameras came in then it changed for me and we're talking about like like over 10 years then you know it started like small changes started to happen and instead of stop hits because a stop it on camera looks like you've just smacked somebody do you yeah. know what I mean like so uh, it, it changed from a point where I would then uh, I, I would trap them and, and turn their body away so that they'd be facing off of me I'll be I'll be using that position yeah um, and then it would it would not look as bad on cameras and so I developed the whole kind of thing from there which which came off of all the Carly and the select footwork and the foot pins and the way you you know you you work around the, away from their their weapon hands and things like that and so that came out more from doing door work for me and it, we were quite fortunate there was some um, one club I worked at, they let us train in there in the afternoons as well. And uh, there was a really narrow, there's a really narrow store, uh, door, uh, sorry, staircases. And there was three of these staircases to the top floor and to the bars on two floors. And the lights would go, and the lights would go from the bars when it would go off. Yeah. And it would be like, right, whichever light was, that was the bar. No, we were going, going off, yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, we, like me and a, and a buddy was working with a guy called Johnny Fuller as well. Now, Johnny Fuller was on stage with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right, he was that kind of, right. he was that big, he's a big guy, right? Now, if he got on the stairs before us, we would never, get past. we could not get past the guy. So it was always a race to get past Johnny. Yeah. And again, he was a big guy, but, uh, you know, and, and just a powerful guy. But A race know. because you wanted to stop the fight. Well, as a happening you know, or like, wanted to engage no, no, in the yeah, well, what activity what was, we were keen to kind of take care of it but, but what would happen was if, if Johnny got in front of us you know it might take 10 minutes to get up those stairs do you know, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean so it was kind of pointless as yeah. far as like the whole door thing goes like there was times where we'd, we'd go out clear out clear everyone clear the people out the back fire exit doors at the top come back and Johnny be coming up the second flight of stairs as we're coming down do you know what I mean go yeah. that's right John we've got it covered mate it's all good but he was, but he was a legend I mean the guy was a legend anyway but but yeah so that was so you earned a few quid doing your door work and then you so, went back out yeah, again for another three minutes to, to so, yeah we'd do that or we'd hit seminars around I'm going to say you were doing so you were 17 yeah, yeah. so you're on the door at what age? Yeah, 18. Under Tw- over 21s so here's another story right so I was working at an over 21s club right knowing that how my school you know school like I used to get a bit of grief at school right yeah. so I'm working by then I'm a bit more confident now so a couple of years I'm working on the door over 18s uh, sorry over 21s yeah. club a guy from the year above used to give me grief at school turns up at the door <laughs> I'm going He's Hello. Going, he's going, oh, hey, how you doing? Hey, like, like we're mates, right? And yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, hey, uh, no, sorry, buddy, it's, you, you can't come in. It's over 21s, and I'm 18, right? Yeah. And he knows I'm I'm, I'm under that age and, and that kind of stuff. And it was kind of like, he's like, yeah, yeah, but Phil, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 you, no, you, you can't come in. And um, remember school. If there's a problem, we can go talk about that somewhere if you want. You know, like that. It's like, yeah. Ah, yeah, it's like, oh, okay, all right. So yeah, so that was kind of like one of those times. When, yeah, I was, a I was, little bit of poetic. Yeah, justice. yeah, yeah. It was that. Yeah, but I was like 18, working over 21 with these yeah. just monster guys, who I would then go work out with during the day as well. And you know, when I was at home, so I'd work out with them in the gym and do my training and 
classes. So you've you've been on the doors. Yeah, yeah. You've been away. You've, you've got an interest. In that was my arts. early stage. Yeah, yeah early stages. Got, yeah. You, so you've been on the doors. You've done your martial arts. Yeah. Um, you've used the doors to fund your further education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because CPD and all that. Yeah. Because you want. Because it, it it was the rich source that you were after. You wanted to get to America. You wanted to get get it yeah, from the. I, I just loved the stuff. You know, I couldn't. It, it, I, you know, without being, it's like a drug. I couldn't stop doing it. I had to go and do it at the Inner Centre Academy. Did you, okay, you know when you were talking about the school bit? Yeah. Um, you know, what did you want to do when you left school? Really, before all this this thing happened? Oh, I always, I always knew I wanted to do like martial arts, and and you got to remember again back then, it's the exposure is different to what it is now. Like we had Hong Kong Fui. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like Bruce Lee was a triple X movie. Yeah. We didn't get to see it. My parents. Yeah. You know, Kung Fu and the cackled. Is it Jake? Yeah. Is yeah, Jake yeah, Jack, yeah, yeah. And so yeah. you had Hong Kong Fui, and you had like uh, you know even like stuff like that came on later, like Van Damme. We never got that. I was far mm. too young for that. So it's always kind of like a mystic kind of oh, there's a yeah. way you can you can actually stand up to all these people that are chasing me home, and yeah. you know, so I was like, oh, you know, that kind of that was kind of like the draw there, I think. So take me out, take me from you know from um, training within Santo and coming back yeah. here. What happened next? So that kind of carried on for like. Uh, well, I did a good 10 years of that solid, you know, so I went and then became, uh, uh, first of all, I did the, the Thai boxing under uh, Arjun Sutray, Sutray, so I became Thai boxing and Savat under Professor Salema Salih was my, was, you know, because I was just trained there, so I became an instructor in those two things, so I'd come back and teach that. At the same time, I then got taken on as an apprentice instructor in JKD and Carly from uh, Guru Dan Santo. So that was kind of like my main uh, thing that I would be coming back and teaching and then going back out there and then it, it kind of got to the stage where um, did you have a club here or yeah yeah so you yeah. set a club then yeah, went, yeah okay yeah, do that, so you set back. clubs yeah yeah and then I'd have, I'd have people working it whilst you weren't there yeah, yeah. Okay. so it'd be, it'd be like teach go at the door come home wake up go to the gym about midday you know, uh, yeah. train, and then it'd be teach, work the door. So that was kind of like the life yeah. here for about ten years, which was just fantastic. Um, but Guru's kind of always encouraged us into um, lots of fitness. You know, it's the whole the JKD thing. Yeah, no, a fight shouldn't last more than thirty seconds, and yeah, yeah, but you need to have the fitness. So what happened was we got very good at working out on pads and stuff. I mean, you know, we we started training to a really good level. Where at the point, like, you know what? Why don't we just go have a go at kickboxing, and why don't we go and you know, why don't we try and do this stuff mm. in the sport arena as well? Because back then it was really more JKD, Carly, which is more like kind of you know urban warfare, to, yeah, you know, tribal warfare. You know, if you like, from, uh, as opposed to the sports side of it. So that's where we kind of uh, went into. And so I started to uh, you know I, I started dabbling in different things. Like I went and boxed amateur, and well, that was kind of fun. And, and then. Uh, hooked up with uh, Eric Paulson over there for the MMA kind of stuff and then back over here and again I'm struggling so I found a good really good judo coach who worked me with some judo stuff and so I did a bit of judo and and um and then so that carried on I sort of ended up going more into the competition side as a, as opposed to the kind of like dealing with more practical what they call street you know combative yeah, yeah. type of thing so yeah so I kind of ended up going into that um is there a commonality that you you know you've, you've obviously um, with the lineage that you have trained yeah. under some, some fantastic people is there a commonality in the martial arts that you you've learnt that that uh, persists throughout all of them whether um, it be an ethos or whether it be a, a training yeah. method or no I mean I mean there's there's links everywhere I mean there's so many links through all the different systems anyway and you know like that's the one thing even if you get down to the right the basic stage of being a technique. You know, there'll be like 
oh yeah but we punch like this and it's like yeah so do these guys these guys these guys and these guys so is that a karate punch or a you know a Wing Chun punch or a do you know what I mean there's, there's, there's so many similarities amongst the, you know the links that you find um, and that that's kind of interesting because then it starts to open you up to the cultures and you go well why do they do it like that and how do you do it like that and so so the whole martial art thing starts to open up and, and, and you you know just with the traveling I get you get to meet lots of different people you get to meet lots of different cultures you're kind of constantly going into seeing how different people live and what have you and, and just from the basic thing where everyone's just doing that first stage of learning how to defend themselves so you're a bit of a sponge yeah kind of I mean back in the early days I mean obviously I'm getting on a bit now and I've taken quite a few hits to the head now so not, not so much now but, <laughs> but back in the early days it was yeah that's all I, I just lived for that really everything else was secondary you know and I'm like yeah, mates and stuff. It's more like, like training partners. You know, it wasn't kind of a mate thing. Where, oh, come in, we're going drinking for. Yeah, oh, I don't drink. You know. So you, 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 you had fights as well. Yeah, so, so did some fights, and then um, the big thing for me in the sports side of it, the biggest inspiration on that, because when I used to go away, I had my Santo umbrella of people, if you like, in there. And then over here, it was more because you didn't have those people over here at the time. I'm not being like now. No, we no, have lots of it, yeah. but then, but then we don't because we're talking like. 30 years now right so nearly like that so so then uh, so over here in the sports side of it I had a, an amazing judo coach which was Dave Cavanaugh um, and also then I hooked up with a guy called Trevor Ambrose now right okay so you're nodding because Trevor Ambrose was, was the, he's, he used to be a pro boxer that used to get a phone call the weekend before you know a big fight when someone would say hey uh, guys just pulled out yeah. would you fight Joe Calzaghe would you fight Chris Eubank would you and he did he took these fights yeah. Malinga, you know Nicky Piper Robin Reed yeah. you know, all these kind of guys and, and so he's had that kind of experience and quality was in my hometown not only was he in my hometown I was working the door with him he was in the same club and I didn't realise this and so yeah we hooked up and then started training and then that was the, in my first session because I thought I was able to I thought I was quite comfortable fighting and sparring but that was my, my first lesson I really had was really an absolute beating that I'd never you know just thought he had four or five friends giving me such a kick in yeah. on that first one in so much as and that, and that was my inspiration for the ghost that I'm kind of bringing out now and finally drawing out now was him in so much as like you just couldn't hit the fella he was one of the most unorthodox people unorthodox fighters you've ever come across and uh, could not hit the guy but had just hammers in his hand for he was lighter than me um, and would just hit me from every I just didn't know where I was with him yeah. and so right then I was like oh I got a new training partner you know I found someone over in this country oh my god I didn't yeah. have to go to the states who is uh, just levels above me and we became very good friends and training partners for three four years after that so you, you sort out discomfort really and everything you did well I sort out discomfort yeah. and and the rich source of knowledge yeah but you don't get better. Is, is that the, is that the recipe for success? Yeah, you, if you don't, you know, if, again, it's comfort zones, isn't it? And and I mean, it's you know, cliche. Everyone talks it about it, saying, "Oh, yeah, you, you only get better if you work with people that are better." But that means that you get, you know, generally you get good kickings off of these people. You know, <laughs> do you know do you yeah. what I mean? Yes, I do. And, yeah. and you have to go for a stage where this happens, and it, and and I just remember, like, I was not being racist or anything, but 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 uh, I was the only white guy working with Trevor at the time, and there was like uh, his three other friends and so we're always yeah, they're, they're always had, you know, 
god this rap stuff music they're always cranking on this rap stuff music and all this kind of stuff yeah. and uh, you know for a good few months I used to get quite good kick-ins but would keep going back and working with them and uh, yeah and we became really good I mean we got into a routine where you know where he he was Oh, I don't have to go into it. He's a bit of a stud. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and it was a case of like, you know, I'd meet him up for training the next day and then I'd be waiting for hours and he'd never turn up. And then in the end, it was the point of, right, okay, who are you going home with? All right, yep, I'll pick you up. You know, and I'd go around and pick him up in the morning oh, right, and I'd yeah, go yeah. training and then, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and so that way I knew I'd get hold of him and we'd get some training together. So, yeah, they, they, were, they were good days as well. And I had, I had a good, good three, four years of really good training while I was working with him. And he's my... He's, to be honest, he, he gives, gave me a lot of things that I couldn't get from from the uh, Santo Academy in so much as he was just top of his area in the sports side. And so things which, which are difficult to teach in a class because of space and on seminars, such as the ring craft and the strategies are used. Yeah. So like on a seminar, you get more kind of technical kind of uh, tuition, whereas like he just taught me how to prepare how to you know get ready for fights all the things that you don't really you, you don't realize until you go into your first one and you go oh my god i wasn't ready for that or, i wasn't ready for that or um, how long we got to wait oh we've got to go now or we haven't got to go now and you know all these kind of things that so you you, you, you learn you learn the physical the part of it yeah and then the, the, this mental aspect the mental aspect and also just just there was a lot of uh, like like i said with the rig strategies and the ring craft and things like that that you just, i just couldn't didn't know wouldn't have any idea of and then and then I realised actually no one else did either. And so much as when we, you know, when I used to watch him fight, he just was so comfortable. And you know, it was just it, he was he was uh, train hard, fight uh, easy. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't even that. It was it was like you know we we were like that. We were at that stage anyway. But on top of that, it was almost like we knew more than everybody else on how to do, you know, how to play this game. In so much as they were very uh, like say two-dimensional and they'd stand in front of you and just kind of yeah. you know, punch but he'd be setting them up like setting them into a corner and then moving around in a certain way and then and then oh no that's not I'm going to let him come onto my next shot and then he's he was kind of just playing chess like just, yeah, well, playing just on a completely never different level yeah. yeah and so learning that was the thing that I learned from him which was just massive it was you know and, and again like I say you know I'm in with someone that's pro boxer five times world kickboxing champion you know I got to share that ride with him as well like I was cornered in for somebody's fights for his world titles and things like that and it was just an amazing experience so I had that here I had the Inner Santo Academy over there so you know as far as I was concerned I was like yeah this, this is doesn't where, get where, what was your you know at that point then you've done that what, what was your roadmap where were you going well, to be honest, I was just I was just continuing just, to just enjoying the it journey. Self improvement continues. Yeah, yeah, self improvement. And the thing, like even with Trevor, every time I kind of managed to catch up a bit, like I'd catch him a couple of times to train. Like, like he had this thing where I was, I was telling the, the boys, he'd we'd wear a hat when we sparred, right? And I was yeah. like, I'm taking that hat off him. You know, I don't care how long, how many hits I take. I'm going to try and get that hat off his head. You know, at some stage, and to the to the point where, as you know, hang on a minute, so. He's wearing a cap. Yeah, he's, he was kind of like he had this. Yeah, he has a certain thing. And he, he's that. He's that elusive. Yeah, you can't he get hold yeah, of yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd, okay. he'd wear a hat and he'd just kind of slip it out of the way. And, and it'd be like, I'll just be like. But you kept going. Oh yeah, yeah, because because I'm, I'm having a hat off his head. Do you know what I mean? It's like it does. Is, is that a character? Tra- that's a, a character trait. That's something in you. That this good determination. Do you think? Or? Uh, yeah, or just or being stupid. I don't know. Because <laughs> yeah. I took lots of hits. You know I mean like like uh, I like. 
he broke my ribs like three times, he bust my nose, you know. Like, I, don't, I know people. As a good training partner does. Yeah, yeah, but it was just like he was. Just, he doesn't mean to. He was just getting ready to fight Shudaboy Malinga, so he, and yeah. he had a, he had like a he had at least two weeks' notice on this one, I think, or something like that. Yeah. So, so he was getting ready. And, and like I remember to give you an example, I turn up for a, to spar with him, and he started a little bit early. And there's there like two or three guys there before, and I remember turning up. Um, and seeing this guy drop, and then him just rolling the guy under for the ropes, and then going to the next guy. Come on, next. Come on to the next one. Yeah. And I, I came in thinking, Mom, all right, it's going to be a good. It's going to be one of those hot, tough ones today. Yeah. You know, like that. Um, so yeah, but it, but uh, I, I guess in my experience, people don't stick at that. You know, there's a lot of people that won't. They will just turn around and go back out the door. You know, but for me, I'm like, oh yeah, I yeah. get to work with a guy that's really going for it today. How old were you then? Uh, so like 24, five that. That kind of age, so okay. it was a good age, you know, for like, and so about 24 up until about 28, 29. He moved to Norway after that with a lady, and so I can't go and see him from time to time. Yeah. But but that was that was a great time. Can we talk? Can we talk about the G word? Yes, do that. Yes, yeah, get it done. Uh, how old were you when the the gladiators bit? So 25, yeah, 25. 25. Okay, I had 25. So, so you've got a martial arts background. Yeah, you've took yourself tens of thousands of miles backwards and forwards training with yeah. people. You've um, got, got a dog determination yeah prerequisite and, and on a high level of fitness yeah so why the hell right do you want to go and put yourself up yeah. to go and take part in the, you know the, gladiators yeah, as it, was a tv just, series it just came out for the first season i saw it i saw it for the first season i thought ah, it looks like a bit of a giggle and i thought oh, i could do that and again this is the thing right because is this a bit like you know seeing hong kong fooey and that spark in <laughs> the interest mean? and then like, going, yeah oh, i don't want to go, I'll, I'll have a go at that so and, it, and what it was is again this is another thing that i have to bring out is the amount of people that tell me oh I could have done that I'd have been a champion at this I'd have been on UFC I'd have been a... yeah but you've got to go put yourself there yeah do you mean? you've got to go and actually sign up and do it yeah and so with that kind of thing because I had so many people say oh, I could have won that I could have won that. yeah you just do but it. you didn't you didn't because you didn't you didn't turn yeah. up and do you it you didn't put your name on the phone yeah, yeah. So, so again it was just yeah I just did that and then they kind of I got the that, that surprised me because I did the whole trials for that. That was a, a shocker because the, in the trial they said they tell you what you have to do for the trials, and then the amount of people that just couldn't do like the chin ups and the runs and the things just because when it got to going through, you know there'd, there'd be groups of twenty treadmills or something like that, and and when it got through to all the tasks, there was like two of us, you know. Then there'd be another crop that come through, yeah, and. And that surprised me. It was the fact that you guys didn't you guys read the thing or practice and actually so it's like eight hundred meter run in such a time. It's like okay, yeah, yeah. practice that. Chin ups, full chin ups. You got a hang of like thirty seconds between each one. Yeah, okay, practice that. You know, go up a rope and you know, fight. And like, so yeah, yeah, practice that. And so I, I didn't get why people didn't do that or why they, why they just thought they'd be able to just turn off and Especially when the roadmap's presented in front of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I kind of did that and then did the got on the the show. Um, and then again so with the show it's like I saw the season before so I saw what they do yeah. nothing lasts longer than a minute so it's all high intensity a minute blast out in whatever it was yeah. they seem to smash us with strength because they're twice as big as us we smash them on speed so okay work my speed stuff and try not to take too many hits on the strength thing and that yeah. was my you know training and yeah, I want it. You know, so was, that, that. was that okay? And then you, you did the international shows. And yeah, what, yeah. No, I, was, I mean, I did the coach. So I was a coach on it. I think I was involved in players like five, six years, going back and forth with them. And even to the point where when they tested new games, I used to they used to call me in to test it. Was this um, you know obviously a roller coaster experience? But did this? For you personally, yeah. diminish the, the the martial artist in you? No, or? this was just an extra thing. So to be honest, like the. 
like I did as well as I did because of the martial arts. Just, you know what I mean? And the attributes that you'd, yeah, you got to that abso- point. Absolutely. I mean, also, you look at that, like Eunice was also on there, you know, she was a kickboxer under Alfie Lewis. Yeah. Um, Alex Reed, I actually got, actually, to be honest, I was in, in the actual decision of who would go in. They sort of like do trials and stuff, and I was one of the coaches, and then one year, Alex was in the group, and they said, What do you think, Phil? We've got a kickboxer. And we didn't know who Alex was, but yeah. And I was like, Well, kickboxer was good, and they went, Yeah, okay, let's put him in. You know, and actually, he got on the show because yeah. of the Noel I did with the director on that one. And I met Alex that way, um, and Buster Reeves, who then later went on and did a lot of the stunt work he's doing with like the Batman stuff and all that kind of thing. Again, glad it. So we met lots of kind of martial artists on the show, to be honest, and the people that did well were martial artists, you know, or had some kind of martial arts training. They seemed to come through and do well in the actual show. So, again, we're, we're to what you're 28, 29, 30 years Get old, there, yeah. And then, so the back went just after that, right? That's when the, the disc went in the so back. So, everything to this point in your life has been follow the dream, yeah, physical, yeah, physical. Uh, well, follow the. Get over, get over, find something to get over the um, fact that you're being chased down from school. Yeah. And <laughs> if, if you've done that, go through that. Got that's given you a, a, a hook, if you like, on, on the fisherman's pole. Yeah. It's cultivated a massive interest in you. You found something you love doing. You've took yourself tens of thousands of miles backwards and forwards, seeking out the best people to train with. Yeah. You've developed the physical attributes in order to deal with that. You've continued to do that and pushed and pushed to a higher level. Right? This is your life. And all of a sudden, yeah. you, you go, then you get a, 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 a public profile as well as yeah. that you're known for something. And all of, a, all of a sudden, at the age of, was it 30? 29. 29. Yeah, 29, the back went. Yeah. Your back goes, yeah. boom, and you're told by a quack. Yeah, that's it. You're done. You're done. Yeah. Job done. Yeah. Yeah. So a disc. So I mean, a disc. When a disc goes as well, it takes time. But because of the whole, uh, you know, you work through the pain and what have you, you just switch off, ignore it, and just keep going. So a, a sort of yeah. Disc but I mean, there are physical break. attributes of that. You know, your disc goes and your legs don't work properly. Yeah, but you just keep going. So the, you know, I mean, I, I used to keep the training going, and yeah, you know, I sit up and then you carry on training, and to a point where you know, then it was like, oh, actually, you know, this is quite serious because you worked around everything. You know, I worked around ribs and arms and wrists, everything got broken from some stage yeah. up until then, but you just work around it, you just do other stuff. In some stuff. ways, when that happens, it's a blessing, isn't it? Because if you go and bash your right hand, and your left hand's crap. Yeah. If you're only using your left hand, your left hand actually gets Get good yeah. by the time you're... Yeah, so. yeah. So, that, I mean, so, so the whole working through everything... I, I just kept going until the point where I was on a sofa and couldn't get off it. I had to brush my knee, knees, my teeth on my knees because I couldn't bend over yeah. to brush, you know, things like that. It whole kind of, and then so when I saw a doctor again, and, and it, they were just, they took ages. Oh, it'll get better and blah blah. So I actually went and had an MRI done. I paid for an MRI privately to, to get it looked at because I was like, come on, I, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Um, took it to the doctors and they said. Oh yeah, yeah, you got a disc out, and uh, that's you done, kind of thing. Uh, we can fuse it up <laughs> for you. Okay, that's you yeah, done. So, yeah, what, what, what do you? What's your reaction at that point? Yeah, I was well devastated. Obviously, they're talking. Did you about, believe them? Uh, well, the doctor. So you do at that time. You know, yeah. I'm like, oh okay. Uh, I, you know, they. You didn't yeah, say fuck that. I'm going to. I'm going to prove you wrong. No, no, they were experts in what they do. They were experts, and and, you know, and again, this is that whole you know, because they've got that title, you believe in them. Um, so I was like, oh, that's me done then. Is it? And gu- I mean, just devastated and gutted, um, and uh, just again, I everything I earned would go into trying to treat this and get this better. So uh, I, I had to stop working the door because I couldn't stand up anymore. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, 
and uh, so it got to the point where it was like, well, what am I going to do next? You know, I've always physically earned my money. Yeah. Hang on a sec, you, you were still working the door, but you're still doing the gladiators bit and whatever. No, so yeah, I finished, yeah, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. You were a celebrity doorman. Yeah, that was. Uh, I would yeah. imagine every, every, every idiot on the, on the, you know, within a massive mile radius would come and take chunks out of yeah, it. Yeah, but it had its perks as well because there's a lot of ladies that watch the gladiators. Hey! <laughs> and then came to nightclubs afterwards. So, yeah, so you had a bit of both really there. You, yeah. You, you did have, you had the three questions. The three questions from, I'd get 60 times a night would be, uh, is Wolf really that bad? Um, <laughs> is the Travelator really that hard? And did I sleep with Eureka? They, yeah. they just everyone thought that they were the first person to ask me that. And, yeah. and so, yeah. But at the same time, whilst that was going on, you had, you had the whole, uh, you know, lots of female interest as well, which was welcomed, yeah. if you like, yeah. from the fact that they just watched Blind Date. I was on, then in Blind Date, and then they come to the club and I was working the door as well. Yeah. So, it, yeah, that was, that was good times. So, okay, let's take it up to the back. The back. So, you, 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 how long did it take you to over the back injury? Uh, well, when, when, when did you realise there was light at the end of the tunnel? With, with no, you, the I mean, you don't, because again, I didn't. I hadn't actually. Uh, again, you, you, like now, I, I can tell people, but back then, like nobody told me there was a light at the end of the tunnel. That was kind of how it was, um, and so. Uh, at that point, I made a decision. Was but they they threaten you to, with an operation to fuse the yeah, two discs. It, yeah. So if they do that, I mean that would have took out a lot of the mobility and yeah. And I was actually on the I was actually on the couch ready to go into the operating. Really? You know, yeah. So we got to that stage where um, I was in the hospital, I was lying on the bed, and the doctor comes to me, and I, and I think right, I'm just about to go in about an hour or so before I go in. The doctor comes up to me, and goes, right, what are we doing with you then? And I was like, huh? what? And, I, and again, after all that, you know, how important this yeah. is to me, I was like, I said, you, what? And he goes, right, uh, what are we doing with this guy? And I'm like, yeah, I'm leaving. And so I just kind of like managed wow. to hobble out and then said, yeah. that. I said, there's no way I'm letting that happen because he doesn't even know what What's he's going to do to me. Yeah. Yeah, he's not, they, they're, they're about to operate on me and they, he didn't actually have any insight as to exactly what the issue was or what the cause was. And I was like, yeah, I'm gone. So then I kind of went with the whole kind of, uh, I spoke to lots of physios and chiros, practice and stuff like that, and they were like, you know, it will, it will heal itself. It's just, there's no direct blood supply, so it will take long. It will time, heal, yeah. but it's going to take a long time. And once I understood that, I was like, well, okay, so what do I do now? And then uh, a lady who was on Gladiators, uh, who, who was local to me, who I'd done some training with to help her get ready for the show, yeah. said to me, well, I'm doing a course. Why don't you come and do this course that I'm doing? So I went, I went oh, okay, I need to do something. So I went off to this place. Uh, to do a course and then uh, what sort of course yeah exactly so sport I thought it was some sports course three months later I'm still on this course and this um, I see this guy I used to know and I said what is this thing we're doing he goes oh it's a degree Phil you're doing a sports science degree <laughs> and, yeah, I had no idea you know what I, mean? I had no idea what I was doing yeah, yeah, yeah. and I just did the test and kind of played the celebrity card and got in yeah. that way do you know what I mean and so so I was like oh right well, so what's, what's that then because again yeah. I didn't even know what degree was you know I left preschool pretty early and stuff and and um, so I went, oh, okay, well, let's stick this out. And so I kind of stuck it out as I stuck it out. Three years. Yeah, so second year, into the second year, my back was was near enough better again. So, so this sports science degree yeah. that you were doing then gave you an kept understanding. Kept my mind going. Kept your mind yeah. going, gave you an stop understanding. Stop me from going mental, yeah. yeah. Stop me from going mental. It just did, I mean, saved me. From, A sponge again. Yeah, saved me from going mental, to be perfectly honest. So I went and did that. Um, and it was a year, literally a year to the day, almost that the, the doctor said you're done. That I was, I did. Uh, my judo coach said, "Hey Phil, um, there's a, a sport jiu-jitsu 
the Great Britain Sports Jiu Jitsu having tryouts this week. Yeah. Um, and there's people like Gary Turner was the team captain at the right. time and things like that. Um, he said, why don't you come on up and uh, we'll do some judo and just get some good training for the weekend. And I managed to I come up on it. Hang on a minute. Okay. You've done your backing. Yeah. Right? And you've got over doing your backing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you going to put yourself in harm's way again? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, it's sure, surely. No, my back you know. felt good, and I was doing, my, I was doing all my, you know, the, I was doing my stuff that you, you know, the physio was telling me to do. My daily like, back stretch exercises, religiously did it, you know, twice a day. Was icing it up in there, and the back felt good. Felt good in, in so much as like I started to punch and kick, and thought, yeah, you know what, I could start doing this stuff again, you know. So, um, and then again, it the, wasn't in the back of your mind that you could go. Always, you know, no, no, pop yeah, it always, always. And, no, it's always there. It's always there. But if I part of my uh, training was if I did these these um, uh, stretching exercises and uh, the exercises that the physio gave me yeah. I, I could get through training sessions I, that's what I found if I didn't I started to get oh you know what I'm off for another month kind yeah. of thing so by just incorporating these as part of my life now getting up doing it before training doing it going to bed doing it these exercises just to strengthen and protect the lower back um, I was able to move pretty good in so much as uh, the team they wanted me to join the team and go to Canada to fight for this for the, the jiu-jitsu squad yeah. so uh, so I did and I was like again so this was really weird because I went up there and I said well what am I going to fight and he said are oh, you going to go on the black belt thing I said well I'm not a black belt in sport jiu-jitsu he said no you are I'm just you know <laughs> <laughs> so I was in the I was yeah. in the I was in the team, yeah. uh, and it literally was a year of day, a year today I won the world title in sport jiu-jitsu in yeah. Canada in, in Vancouver. Wow! You know, and that was that was me saying, oh, if I, I'm going to call that doctor up and say, hey, how's it? Do you remember me? Yeah, yeah the, the, just, the one you can't remember I just doing. Won the world title. Yeah. So. so that was yeah. So that was that was kind of good times for me. That was like a real big comeback on that. And then from there, I started to go to the MMA with uh, Lee Hastel. Started he ran that. Uh, Night of the Samurai yeah. shows, and so I, okay. I, I fought on that and won that, and, and uh, just started doing things like that at the time. So the, the attributes that you, you know, learned when you were 16, 17 has yeah. put you in good stead. Yeah, 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 no, I mean, the martial arts just sets you up. So if, you, if your back had gone and you hadn't done all of that, you'd have been kind of fused up Again, if I'd, have stayed on that, if I'd have stayed on that uh, hospital couch, it might be different now. You yeah. know, they just fused me up. Yeah, it might be a bit different. To so you're wearing a shirt today. Yeah. It's got ghost written on it. It's got ghost it. on it, yeah. What's it's that all about? My new thing. Again, it's from that, the, uh, <laughs> it's from uh, the, the days of... Is that heckless at the back? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, so uh, back from the days of Trevor Ambrose. Yeah. For me, it was like, I was training with this guy, couldn't hit him. Why couldn't I hit him? And then, okay, so... Uh, what was he doing looked at his students and his students were not like him he was unique he was unorthodox he was a Prince Nazim type character in so much as a few people have come out of the gym like that but not everybody why can't we do a whole class of people doing that kind of thing and so I tried to analyse it and break it down and it was years by the way this this was years of trying to work this stuff out Um, and then it occurred to me that the movement was so different, as in bigger movements, to what he was, what we normally used to, you know, with a quite tight slip and yeah. a bottom and weave and stuff, that I then tapped into my Carly from the weapons. Okay. And the movement being really big. I mean, you get a head out of the way of a machete, it's a big movement. Yeah. 
get your head out of the and way. And necessity as exactly. well. And if you get your head out of the way of a machete, then get your head out of the way of a punch or a kick. Yeah. It's just, you know, you've got that large mood. So I started to tap into that a little bit and make some adjustments, and, and, and it actually started, things started to work. And then we had to kind of alter it because, you know, again, the tribal thing from Carly didn't really fit into the sport environment of, you know, of uh, MMA or kickboxing or boxing. So this just went on and on and on with the experiments. And then I tried to show uh, some of my guys that were around in the old days with me, you know, what we were doing. But it was so different. They just kind of didn't, didn't see it, it. Didn't see it or didn't yeah, get it. both. And just went, oh, went, oh that's good. But because it... Because you're on their belief system, aren't you? Yeah, and it, turned, it was different. And because it was different, they were like... They just kept going back to what they were doing. And they were like, oh, that's good, but it's going to take a little bit of time to work it yeah. now because we're changing the way you're going to approach this now. And, and so it, it takes a little bit of adjustment in, in so much as you need some time on it. And uh, they, they didn't get it. And then I had a couple of... A young lad yeah. who uh, did his black belt with me under Trevor. Trevor, uh, Trevor Ambrose's black belt, by the way, is about how many times can you get yourself up off the floor? Yeah. You know, when it comes to... You do all your stuff, you know, it's for like earned, a couple of hours. properly earned. Yeah, and then you have, you have 10 rounds with Trevor. And, and if you're still on your feet, yeah. you know, at the end, then you're, you're, you're there. And uh, so, uh, so he was saying, what next? So I went, well, yeah, I'll show you some, something. And then, and then, uh, and then he's, there's another a friend of his, or a, a guy that joined another youngster that come into the club, the same kind of thing. And uh, I've got these two guys now who I call ghost fighters. Right. And they've had, uh, we've had like 16, is it 16 fights now? 16 fights and uh, we've had 15 wins. Wow. We lost a we lost a split. Why did we lose that fight? Why did we why did why, why did we do you remember why we lost that fight? Yeah. Why was that? Because he didn't ghost because he went toe to toe for a British title. So we've won two British titles by the way on it as well. So wow. yeah, so we've it, we've just done so we've cleaned up on it. Yeah. It's just with the fact that people don't know what they're looking at now it's like my first time when I went in front of Trevor I didn't know what I was looking at but now the difference is now I can teach a whole group of people this is this going to fundamentally change uh, going forward the way people use yeah. martial arts for fighting I think I think they're going to the, the thing is a they, paradigm shift as they go they, they can't the, the thing is it's kind of like, it could be a plan B for some people yeah. you know like, like they've got this system and it's good but if you come up with someone faster harder stronger you need a plan B and so this would be plan B for them but for a lot of people it's going to be plan A I think and it's going to be plan A for the new people not the maybe the, the guys that have been around still stick with what they're doing which is fair enough it's a fair shout but they're going to need a plan B when they come up against someone that's you know it's so the sponge as was yeah it's, is, it's, is now fully loaded and well, you're, you're, you're passing on uh, the crimps yeah, of knowledge I'm, to the people I'm letting it go and, and, it's, and it's quite exciting because now I feel like I'm starting to get like my first day of really? Santo when it's yeah when yeah. it's like a new technique a new technique a new technique oh I've got wow I've never seen this so before that's painful though yeah but now but now, now it's all happening again with something else so yeah. oh, we've got something new and I, and I feel sometimes I feel like that 18 year old kid that's that seminar with Guru Dan yeah. Santo in as much as I'm getting this stuff going and then seeing the boys do it I'm like oh my gosh and then they go fight they come back and we adjust and you know and so it's yeah it's just happy days at the moment I've got one one final question yeah. to ask and um, it's a, a question I do on my podcast and I've done with some of the guests today 
and it's it's an offer of having to go to my time machine. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's diesel powered. It, it does do a lot of mileage, but you know, it's well, a lot. It's a lot of fuel to get you back to the time. Sweet, so when you're 12 or 13 years old, right, yeah. I can get you back there to have a right. quick word with yourself in your ear hole. Yeah. Um, you know, to pass on a few words of wisdom. Yeah. And then I'm sorry, you're coming back to present time again. Would you avail yourself of 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 the use of it? And if you did, what would you say in your ear that would you know perhaps change the guidance? Yeah. No. I, you know, I, all I would say was just watch out for your back at about 28 <laughs> but otherwise everything's good to go <laughs> just can't, just just keep going because it's all good Phil? I'm really happy with the way things are turning out at the moment, so. Phil it's been a pleasure yeah, to talk to you yes. thank you very much cheers